Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast, Episode 9. This is a very special podcast today because we have Tracy McCabe Shelton, Executive Director of KRVC. KRVC, Kingsbridge Riverdale Event Cortland Development Corporation, aims to encourage and support local initiatives that build and enrich our community through social, cultural, environmental, health, housing, educational, and business enterprises. Our target area is the business and residential community comprised of Kingsbridge, Kingsbridge Heights, Marble Hill, Riverdale, Spite and Dival, Fieldston, Woodlawn, and Van Cortland Village. KRBC expands their work to other programs and communities as well. Serving her community has always been Tracy McCabe Shelton's passion. In April of 2010, Tracy took over as KRBC's executive director with extensive experience in the public interest and strong community ties and involvement. In her tenure at KRBC, she has developed an ambitious and extensive program of activities, initiatives, and events for the organization and our community. Prior to becoming executive executive director of KRVC. For nearly two decades, Tracy worked for the New York Public Interest Research Group, NYPIRG, as a consumer attorney. Tracy moved to Riverdale in 2002 with her family and has served, and she served as the co-president of the Parents Association of PS24 for six years and as the auction co-chair for the Bronx High School of Science for three years. In 2022, Tracy wrote a short film, Wake Up Call, established KRVC Productions as a new project of KRVC and produced the short film. Tracy, welcome. Thank you. So this is very exciting for me to have you here. Um, Tell us a little bit about the history of KRVC and the story of how you got started with this organization. And I do want to mention that the Four Bronx is part of KRVC. And this podcast every week takes place at KRVC 505 West 236, um, right here in the heart of Riverdale. So tell us a little bit about it. Okay. Um, KRVC was founded in 1981. And um, in its early years, the organization was primarily focused on housing issues. Um, In 2009, just before I became executive director, the organization was transitioning out of working on housing issues. And um, there were a lot of differing um, views on the board about kind of the direction the organization should take next. Um, That's when I was approached by two board members of KRVC at the time, um, and they uh, talked to me extensively about becoming executive director. Um, I went through an extensive interview process and a lot of sort of soul searching and thinking, and um, ultimately, obviously, decided (laughs) to accept the position. Um, It was tough because I really loved the work I did as a consumer attorney for NYPIRG. Um, but um, KRVC was appealing to me because it meant that I got to work and serve the community that I live in. And I love this community. And that's really the you know beginning, middle, and end of the story of why I started here at KRVC. So during your time as KRBC's executive director, you have accomplished 
so much. Tell us a little bit about what you are most proud of. Okay. Um, as I said, um, KRVC was in a period of transition when I took over as a director in 2010. Um, this presented challenges, but it also, you know, brought some opportunities. I um, truly tried to make the most of it, and I'm proud of the team I've built most of all. We have um, local, dedicated community members, and um, and they they mean everything to me. The the team um, in with that team. Um, we have produced um, literally hundreds of events, um, and I'm, I'm proud of all of that. Uh, we've um, played an active role through the years that I've been here in merchant organizing. We've hosted dozens of block festivals on commercial corridors. We worked on the Greenway campaign and um, produced the annual River Fest uh, for several years from 2015 to 2019. Um, hosted um, summer movie nights series, uh, pursued numerous other uh, community and business development initiatives through the year. Just some highlights. Um, In 2016, we uh, launched a jobs program that enabled us to hire dozens of local community members. We called them local consulting gigs, where we got, you know, people were hired to do short-term projects. Um, We did stuff like graphic design, photography, videography, website building. Um, the big news of 2017 um, for KRVC was the purchase of our 10-foot truck, um, and that really increased our capacity at the time because then we were doing a lot of big community events that so we could transport all right. our stuff on in, and it, it was a, a great asset for us and just a, a fun thing to, to have in the community. Um, in um, 2020, during the pandemic, we were just one of three um, not Bronx not-for-profits to participate in the New York City Department of Transportation's Open Streets program. We did that on Johnson Avenue, and that was a really challenging time for people, so it was a great outlet to right. have that people could go to and gather in a you know, socially distanced, um, safe way. In 2021, we um, also, out of the pandemic, received some funding from the New York um, City Department of Small Businesses to work with some businesses as they recovered from the COVID-19 shutdowns. In 2022, we um, launched our best um, uh, community service project ever for Bronx, which was founded and directed by you. Yes, ma'am. All of our programs, events, and services are free of charge, open to the public, and widely promoted. Now, just last, aside from building our talented team and producing all these amazing events, I am also um, very proud of um, finding, renovating, and opening our space here, located at 505 West 236th Street. What we a great that segue to my next question. Tell us a little bit about this community space and how it has evolved since your grand opening in 2016. All right. I was so happy to find this small storefront space um, and to be in a position to um, you know, do what we did here to renovate it and make it um, very inviting for the community. Um, and it's it's great because it's located just along a commercial store uh, corridor. You know, my one complaint is it's tiny, but we do a lot 
with uh, with a very small space. Um, when we opened it, just because of it is so small, we really thought that it was going to be um, our offices. You know, when we first came here, but then in by 2019, we realized that we could do more with the space, albeit very small, and we rebranded it from our office to a community space. And we took a, a we originally had just a big sign up that just said KRVC Giant yeah. outside, um, and we um, changed that to a, an awning that says 505BX. That's also when we launched Gallery 505, our, our art gallery, um, where we feature local artists um, and um, Today, the space is a community hub. We host so many different groups, and um, from meditation groups to book clubs. Um, it's used for KRVC events, the art gallery, the Fort Bronx project, and even these podcasts. <laughs> so you were a consumer attorney. I'm sure you loved what you did back then. But what motivated you to get out there and help your community? I'm passionate about it. That's the you know long and short of that. Um, in general, I love community service, and then um, serving the community where I live is just like the cherry on top because that makes it extra special. It just makes me feel really good every day that I'm l- and really lucky that I um, can actually make a living, albeit a small one, um, <laughs> doing work I love for a community I love. I'm Aww, fortunate. Awesome. Now you are an attorney. I don't know if many people know this about you. Speak a little bit about that to us. So for two decades, I was a practicing attorney for NYPIRG, the New York Public Interest Research Group. My focus was consumer law. And during that time, I researched, wrote, and released numerous reports on um, issues like toy safety, playground safety, banking, and more. Then I used those reports to lobby for legislation to address those issues. And we passed numerous laws during that time. Um, And, um, you know, I really believe that my work has made um, New York a more consumer-friendly state. Since 2010 at KRVC, I've mostly used that law degree to review our funding contracts. So tell us about the funding process for KRVC and the things that we may not know about that process. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really realize that KRVC doesn't have any set sources of funding. Um, we do not provide any services for fees or um, any or sell any products. Right. Um, so each year we have to apply for funding grants and appeal for donations from businesses and individuals. We truly, honestly, never know from one year to the next what our funding will look like until we find out the results of all of the funding requests that we put in. Um, Then the bulk of our funding is state and city grants. Um, With those, we have to execute contracts with the state or city agencies, which takes months. Um, Then um, once we've executed the contracts, we have to submit payment requests. And those are actually reimbursements for expenses we've already incurred. So it can take more than a year um, from the time that we pay for a service or a product um, and by the time we get reimbursed for it. Um, All of that obviously presents enormous challenges, and it's by far the hardest part of running an organization like this. Yeah, I don't think too many people realize that, so that's that's a good point. Stress. So much stress, (laughs) year to year. Um, So now, Tracy McCabe Shelton, what are some fun facts about you? All right. Well, I love swimming. Um, my favorite's the backstroke. Um, I'm a movie buff. My favorite's breakfast at Tiffany's. 
Um, and um, listening to live music is a real passion of mine. I just, I love that so much. Um, and I like going out in our community. You know, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, we have a great community and great places to go. Obviously, I love Bronx Burger House, um, Riverdale Steakhouse, Tim Rim, Palace of Japan. You know, I just feel really lucky to live here and have all these great places to go. And I hate to leave anybody out because, like, I also go to Blackstone and Yucca and, you know, everywhere. You literally um, know everybody. I know everybody. So. I really do. And, and I love them all. And all the places have their own sort of special, you know, nuances and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's, it's a fun place. And I know a lot of people are excited. A lot of kids get excited here for Monday Fun Days. Now, you have this throughout the year, right? We do. We have them in um, when the weather's decent, um, May and June, and then September and October. So, and those are, you know, Mondays after school, and they're meant for kids, you know, to be able to come to, because, you know, Monday's a drag day, not just for kids, but for the whole (laughs) families. And we have had so many people tell us that, you know, it makes Monday a lot better, because, like, in the morning, they can be like, to the kids, well, you know, after school, we get to go to Monday fun day. So, you know, it, it seems like it's really helpful, and, you know, I didn't really know know what it was going to be like we like I said before we used to do these big block festivals and river fest and some much larger events we just don't have the funding and capacity to have that since we got a big hit in COVID-19 and for other reasons so I was trying to think of ways that we could do things you know here in our space that would be smaller and a little bit easier on our staff but also have a big community impact and Monday fun days are just great for that they're one of our, our favorite things that we do now. I think your favorite day of the year is Halloween party, right? Yes. Well, that we have had here ever since 2016. Even when this space was just our office, we were like, you know, let's have a big Halloween party. It started out because, like, I know a lot of the kids go trick-or-treating in businesses along the commercial corridors. So we were like, you know what? When they come here, let's have a party. We thought it would just be like a small party, like a glorified trick-or-treating, but it right. ended up being like No, it's huge. like the, par- it's the party of the year. I mean, it's huge. all the and kids it- are here. And it's been that way ever since 2016. Obviously, we didn't do it in um, 2020 um, or um, <laughs> we didn't get to do it in 2020. We have ghosts on Halloween. We have hair in the First week of Halloween and something just fell over. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Um, but anyway, um, it's a great, it's really a, an awesome um, event that we have and um, and kids look forward to it. And it was, you know, sad that we didn't get to do it in um, 2020, but we were lucky that we were having the, because of um, COVID, but we were having the Open Streets um, program then. So we were able to actually right. do it out there and that was fun. But in 2021, we were able to have it at all because we weren't doing the open streets um, program at that point we were super strapped for funding and obviously to have something in this space would have been not a good thing for 2021 anyway so I was happy to bring that back now right and I and I think also what people don't understand because I, I see people when I'm here in the office and I'm not here all the time but people walk by they stare at the windows we have signs of upcoming events in the community this is a community space if you see somebody in here please like knock on the door we have snacks here really good snacks I might add we have books we have all these things kids things so you know just come on in and introduce yourself and we would love to get to know our community um, and I think you would agree with that right yes so I just want to say to Tracy, you know, the four Bronx, I I really, really admire you and I have a lot of respect for you because I came to you with my project 
And I started this project out of a restaurant that I work at, and I had no place to call it a home. And so, you know, I said, this is such a great impact we're making on the community, but I'm like all over the place. I need structure. I need a place to call home. And I came to you and, and you took me in, you opened this door and you welcomed myself and my project with open arms and you have done nothing but support me and the four Bronx since we've, you know, since we joined in 2022. So I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me the opportunity. First of all, you empower me as an individual to empower other people in this community. So I really am really grateful for you and for KRVC. This is an amazing um, organization. So thank you. Yeah. And you know what? Your, you and your project are sort of exactly what we're all about. We're all about supporting local community members and strong community initiatives. I often say that with you. It's a little bit like on steroids because typically somebody comes <laughs> here sleep. and they say, you know, that they want to do an event or they want to do a service or they want to do something and we help and we support and we, you know, do all that we can. And that's what, you know, that's part of what we want to do here. Um, but it, it, yours is just, um, you know, off <laughs> the charts with everything that you have going on all the time. It's it's really amazing, and um, you know, you you've stre- I have to admit, you've stretched our capacity in some ways, and uh, but um, but we're thrilled to you know be able to support it and do it, and and we're still all so happy here that you chose KRBC as your not for profit home. And it's amazing because even though you don't, you know, you don't do these big events. You, we transformed this truck that you had all this stuff, right, for open streets and all this stuff, and you enable the Four Bronx to use this truck to redirect thousands and thousands of pounds of resources, materials to the people of this borough. This is not just here in Riverdale, Kingsbridge. This is all over the entire borough of the Bronx. We've driven to New Jersey to pick up donations. So, you know... I would not be able to do what I do with this project if it wasn't for KRVC and this newfound capacity that I can do this. Right. So the truck, yeah, we got that in 2017. And from 2017 through when we did the Open Streets program in 2020, we were using it a lot. And it was a big help to us for our events. Then after COVID and the funding hits and all of that, it really just sat there for 2021. And we really we weren't sure what to do with it or whether to keep it. And I actually did think of trying to repurpose it for exactly what you're doing and that's why I am thrilled that it has worked out so well and that um, we are using it like that because it's the perfect use for the truck now and um, and you know it should be used we had to you know it was like you know you know use it or lose it so we were, oh, we're really, using it and we're using it now and I couldn't be happier that it, it's being used in this way so if somebody you know wants to donate to KRVC or Four Bronx or any of the programs that they you know that we have here, how can they do that? Right. Well, first of all, KRVC is a 501c3 not-for-profit. I think that's important for people to know. So donations are tax deductible, um, and. Um, and they can make them online um, on our website at 505bx.org. Um, and they can also send a check, and that they can send to 505 West 236th Street, Bronx, New York, 10463. Um, or they can drop it off. We actually, even if no one is here, um, even when the gate's down, there is a mail slot in the door that people can throw um, envelopes in, and we are happy always to get um, the 
those donations. It's really, really important to us, especially when most of our funding is this reimbursement funding that takes such a painfully long time for us to actually get the money back. The, the donations that we get in between are sort of what help us with cash flow and keeping things Absol- going. The donations here. are what really keep us going from day to day, correct? They do, absolutely. Now, where can we find out more about KRVC if we want to join the email blast and things like this? Um, you can go to 505bx.org. There's a place where you can sign up for that. Um, we also have Facebook and Instagram. We have this for KRVC and for Four Bronx. Right. So those are, are great ways to stay in touch. Um, also can come by here. I mean, um, you know, we're, we're located on a storefront, so we... Um, um, uh, like you said before, we've got posters and things outside with all of our various events and, and that sort of thing. Also, people can email me, um, tracykrvc at gmail.com, and um, you know, I will you know, get back to you with um, any questions or things that people have about the organization. We're here. <laughs> what was your happiest moment with KRVC? Like, what was your, the event that you were most proud of since you started here at KRVC? Um, when we launched the office, we had a big party. It was here. a big party. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, yes, because it was probably my biggest um, goal when I started here was to open a space like this because we didn't have one. Um, the office from 1981 until we opened this one um, was on Broadway, um, but it was above Mavis Tires, okay. so people had to, you know, it really wasn't accessible. You know, you had to go up these stairs and um, the smell of rubber it smelled like tires. <laughs> We loved Mavis Tires, and we loved, you know, everybody that worked there and all of that, but it definitely did smell like tires, and it just wasn't a very inviting space. Now so. the office smells like bagels from Roland Bagels. <laughs> yes, it usually smells like food. We have a lot of good food here um, often, but especially um, for the event we're having tonight. So we're, we just love it. We love to have the community here and to feed them and to have them um, meet and talk about a variety of issues, to come to see our artwork. Uh, you know, Gallery 505, which I didn't talk a whole lot about, is, you know, really special here. We um, feature the art of, of local, um, local residents. Um, we swap it out every few months. When we do, we have an opening event with music and food, and the artist is always here to talk about their work you know we and we really enjoy having it here and working here and checking out the art because it's you know it changes and it's it's really fun to see um all that talent in our community so we we really and I enjoy love the it. food I love coming in the next morning when the, <laughs> the fridge is so good you get the best food so thank you so much Tracy for joining me uh for episode nine of the four Bronx community podcast until next time community Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laurafourbronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.